Nicole's here for the color today. Well. You look like you got some color over the weekend. Oh, I spray tanned. Yeah. Yeah. Got That's it. my gig. You're looking like, I'll be looking like Michael Jackson over here. I had to film. I'm doing, I got to do a commercial for Bender this week, th last week. So I had to spray tan. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 71 of The Real Word. Episode Word 71. Word is up. Word is up. Wait, can we, though, real quick, do yeah. you mind? Let's do it. Whatever you got I before we get into just, it. I feel like, because it's Monday after Mother's Day, we have to at least just say Happy Mother's Day to mm, all of those hard. Late. All of those. It's not late at all. All of those hardworking mamas out there doing your thing. I see you. Happy Mother's Day. Wow. Yeah. Come on, hmm. I'm, a, I'm a mom. I have Gotta my bracelet on. I have my Mother's Day bracelet on. It's like cutting off circulation, oh. but I have it. It has Nate's name on it and my name on it. That's very cool. He gave me a sign that says that he loves me more than the sun is hot. I feel like, wow, that's a lot. Wow, that is. It's a lot <laughs> to live up to right there. That, that's the hard. I will admit that's the hardest job in probably the world today. Yes. Being a mother. It is. So, so happy I'll, Mother's Day. I'll agree with you there. All right. Okay. Right into it. Let's do it. Right into it. If you're so going new, from Mother's Day, we're going into seven men. Yeah, I'm gonna give. We're yeah, we go from the women to the men. Directly right? to the men. There, seven men. There was seven men on this uh, mm -hmm. this talk. I am going to instead of doing three rackets on this show, we're gonna do two rackets, and I'm going to before we do the two rackets, give a summary on the T360 Summit, the T3 Summit of 2019. Were any of your friends there? Did you have any friends I there? I had some friends there. Fun. I had uh, the CEO of Planomatic was there. Mm -hmm. Corey, he was mm -hmm. there. Um, Tom Toole was there. Oh, fun. Um, Doug Edrington was there. Jess from the Tom Ferry Network. She was from the Tom Ferry Company. You met Jess. I was Jess there, loves though. you, by the way. She was disappointed not to see you. Well, I, I, you didn't invite me. Well, because this happens to be invite only, it's 400 people a year get mm -hmm. invited they don't invite women clearly no that's a joke there's <laughs> <laughs> lots of women there there's lots of men Every, mm -hmm. it was very even I, I found i didn't count i didn't find it even um i ended up literally if you don't know look up t3 if you're in real estate look up t360 stefan swanapool puts this conference on once a year it, again it's 400 people invite only it is only C-suite executives, CEOs, mm -hmm. and the seven main speakers. Listen to this lineup. Just ridiculous lineup. Ridiculous lineup. Rich Barton, new CEO of Zillow. He started it off. Ron Peltier, the executive chairman of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. He's been in the business 40 years. Mm -hmm. His uh, teeth are really white. Gorgeous teeth. I, I agree. Mean, I noticed that when he, I, they were very nice. Yeah. Robert Refkin, CEO of Compass. Mm hmm John Payton, CEO of Realogy. If you if you're following their stock, that went from like twenty five bucks about two weeks ago to now mm. trading at eight dollars. So mm. if you're a Realgy believer, Realogy, like Century Twenty One, uh, Coldwell Banker, Coldwell Sotheby's Banker, yeah. ERA, mm -hmm. Corkin. If you believe in those companies, Ooh, I'd go. I'd go buy that stock today. One if of you the believe Sotheby's in branches them. sold off in um, Canada. Did you read that? I haven't. Hmm. Um, also, we had Gary Keller. Never ever 
does these types of events. He did the Inman one. That's the only other one he's done in the last year when he got into the mm-hmm. you know the little beef. We covered you, that. You're like you're like you're smiling. I was there. Gary Keller was he, amazing. I will say he's drinking the Keller listen, Williams Kool Aid. We're not Keller Williams or anything like that. I will say Gary Keller is amazing. Is he like your man crush? Like your new man crush? I would have dinner with him. I would drop everything to go have dinner with the man. He was very interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. He was he very. Has, it sounded like he was very influential. Like you, you, you bought you. You're buying into his. Oh, his I'm shtick. buying. I'm I'm buying anything he's selling. Yeah. And here's why, he is so, like unwavering on his opinions of what's going to take place over there over the course of the future here in mm-hmm, real estate. Mm-hmm. He knows where he's headed. He will not even listen. To much like our CEO Bill Ravis, mm-hmm. yeah, our, you know William Ravis, mm-hmm. when he knows he wants something or or knows something's right, he's not going to listen to any outsider mm-hmm. uh, to change his mind. Yeah. Gary Keller w- was impressive, and yeah. and I'm going to recap kind of the the themes here. Yep. Glenn Sanford, CEO of EXP, they're about to hit a hundred thousand agents. Uh, they'll be the only broke uh, broker brokers that does that in the last decade. Mm-hmm according to Stefan, and then Glenn Kelman, the CEO of Redfin. So those were the seven. There was a bunch of other people that spoke. There was other some really good people. Wouldn't it be fun to be like CEO a fly on, on that wall, like if these seven men, actually, they had dinner together? I would have loved to have seen the green Do you think anyone's rope. actually listening to each other? They probably aren't even listening to each other. You think they're even listening to one They another? were listening very closely. Here's well, why, I, Well, when they were on stage, I'm sure. No, no, because they, all, they were all at different times. So Stefan had the same questions basically for all seven CEOs. So okay. they would come out one after another. Mm-hmm. But once you got to like Robert Refkin, who was number three, and then John, and then Gary Keller certainly at five, they were commenting, if you listened closely, on what some other people said. Hmm. And there was, I will say these seven individuals disagree on a lot of stuff. So it's interesting. I wonder if if if, if Richard wished that he maybe was able to come back to sort of, you know, like, like the rebuttal? first, it's sort of like on Christmas when you do like the, the, the Chinese grab bag, you know? Yes. Like if you're number two, you just, you're stuck, man. You're stuck with whatever anybody else doesn't want. Some of the things that Richard mentioned, he probably would have wanted to come back I'm sure. and, and kind of counterpunch. Certainly, I wonder if they picked like straws. Like, you, how how do you line that would, up? Uh, you know? Stefan said he lined it up due to flight schedules because there was questions about that. There was questions why there wasn't women on the panel. Um, yeah. but there was women later in the flight event. There was lots of women. Talking and then flying out again? Well, I guess Richard Barton, he was first because it was flights. Anyways, that's not what this is about. Oh, well. I know you're very interested in that. There was other people <laughs> at the event interested in that. I was not one of them. No, um, I'm sure. Here's the deal. These seven individuals, you could say these are the seven most powerful people today in residential real estate. Yes. You could say that, and mm-hmm. you'd be very close uh, to being, to being correct if, yeah. if, you're, if you're not. So they disagreed on a bunch. What they did agree on, that's, that's what I'll cover here. They all agree that iBuyer is going to be a percentage of a percentage of the market, a percentage of a percentage. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to touch, according to these guys and many others, the high end, really, at all. Because the high end's too risky. We know that with the days on market. And and even good markets like New York City know what the heck we're talking about Well, and then carrying costs, taxes. I mean, there's so many things to take into consideration. So, So a percentage of the percentage of the market is going to go the I buyer route, which means I'm gonna be able to just get an offer by going on to Zillow or maybe mm-hmm. in the future um, Berkshire Home Services. 
Compass. They're doing a great job with their coming soon stuff to generate leads. By the way, you I, can Compass's check that. marketing and branding is it's beautiful. It's very slick. It's so pretty. But, I mean, Gary Keller alluded to it. All of these guys, uh, Redfin already has it, will have an iBuyer program where you can sell your home directly to these companies by literally going onto an app and getting an offer and accepting it. Now, it's going to be a, I believe, and most of these guys believe, somewhere between 5 to 15% of that niche of the market, which it, when I say niche, it might be a three bed, two bath home in a lot of communities on a postage stamp lot because mm -hmm. you can predict what the value of that home is going to be. So 10 to 15% of those homes that transact are going to go the iBuyer route. That makes sense. Who does that hurt? We've talked about this before. It might hurt your local investor because they're not getting that deal anymore. Mm -hmm. Does it really hurt the real estate agent I don't think so. Uh, these are really low-end deals. Yeah. Number two point, and it's a good segue on something they all did agree on, is these lower-end deals are very vulnerable. This is just step one to allowing a homeowner that wants to sell who who is maybe on the lower end of the price range ease to make the transaction happen. Right. So like when Uber started in San Francisco, mm -hmm. you couldn't get an Uber here in Connecticut. Right. On these little right. shoreline communities. Mm -hmm. But now if we go on our app right now today, five, six, seven years later, right. we can get an Uber to anywhere within minutes to come here. Right. Well, and these are little towns. A few more than minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe five, six, seven minutes, depending like on where you are in, yeah. in Connecticut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I get Ubers all the time from Bradley uh, Airport, which is a 60 minute drive to my house in Matt. Like I do that all the time and it's, I don't even have to like second guess. It's at midnight. Boom. I get an Uber. It happens yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. So at scale, we have Uber five, six, seven years later. Mm -hmm. Great. The iBuyer is happening in a bunch of different markets. Fast forward five years, long time, not a long time. No. How much this will be at scale. And what they also agree on is technology, AI, Big data in particular, they were all hung up on this, this rush for data, data mining will impact the lower end of the market. In fact, Robert Revkin said, if you're operating right now in a marketplace that deals with homes under 500,000, move out and leave. He believes that strongly that technology and data and AI are going to eat up the low end of the market. Uh, our racket number one kind of alludes to some of this with mm -hmm. buyers agents being less and less important because mm -hmm. of technology, because of the data. Mm -hmm. uh, very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. They're all fighting over the same thing right now. Mm -hmm. Who can be the first company? Because they don't even believe Zillow's there yet to have the stronghold of data. I think Zillow's got the biggest advantage. But Keller Williams, with what they're going to launch in quarter one, Gary was very passionate about their AI. That's what they're all looking to do um, is build technology around data. So Maybe I'll get invited next year. <sighs> Maybe. Hmm. It's possible. I'll have to but I will, do if, more dances if on Nicole the doesn't get invited, I already got my invite, <laughs> I will give you the update again next year any thoughts on on kind of what's happening no i think it's really fun to listen to you recap because you like you love it i do love you it glow you sort of glow when you talk and i enjoy that i think a lot of people 
take some of this stuff that's going on as uh, a way to be fearful. I don't think I don't think there's any need to be fearful, and and none of them well, are I saying that the agent's going away. They're just saying there's going to be yeah massive commission compression in the mm-hmm. lower end and yeah and, it's I, and i don't think that there should be any fear i think the people that are fearful are just the ones that aren't properly educating themselves so you're always fear you're always fearful in the unknown you know and it's sort of their own faults for not really knowing what's going on or what's changing or what's happening or or at least sort of maybe coming up with like a new strategy for your own business so that you don't get swallowed up like you're saying in that in that buyer end you know remarket yourself rebrand yourself figure out a new strategy because things are changing but like like you should be too. So and can you use this data? Maybe if you're a Keller Williams agent and next year when they launch their AI platform, mm-hmm. can you use that platform? Can you build your own platform as an agent or a brokerage right. that will allow you to build out businesses mm-hmm. on top of the transaction? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how many businesses could you potentially start as a real estate agent broker oh company it, like, for after the transaction? So many things you can do. I they, mean, we talk about it all the time, the things that. But but think about just the things after the transaction. Crazy. Because most agents, most companies are walking away from the client after the transaction, right. yet they still have questions about their furnace. They still have questions right. about their roof. Plowing, plowing. There yeah. are so many different services Dumpsters. that they need, that they have questions about, that they need resources for. Yeah. Could you not build a platform to still connect with them on that level mm-hmm. and potentially earn a profit on that? Absolutely. I, and that's where I think a lot of agents have to start thinking, uh, you know, can I, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you're supposed to be an entrepreneur. You're a salesperson. You're supposed to be an entrepreneur. You're not supposed to just... And listen, there will be a number of agents that are just order takers. Hey, Zillow, send me the lead. I'll yeah. pay you fifty percent someday. Well, because they don't want, they don't. Yeah. All right. All racket, right. racket number one. Already. Redfin, uh, Glenn, who we we mentioned, he was there. Glenn Kelman, uh, the Redfin CEO, sent a letter to the company's buyers agent af- agents after they launched uh, what is their. Redfin Direct program, a new mm-hmm. service that will enable buyers to make offers on Redfin listed homes through the company's website without agents. So this isn't the iBuyer thing where it's like, hey, I'm a seller. I want to sell my house to you, Redfin. Right. This is we've got listings mm-hmm. on Redfin mm-hmm. and we're going to allow you to buy it now like mm-hmm. it's a Tesla, like it's right. a car. Right. Buy the house without using an agent. Um, and so. Glenn wrote this letter to to uh, their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want me to read it or should what I read you it? Read? Yeah, read I'll read it. Go ahead. Read I'll, the read, I'll read the start of it. Why not? You like to talk. Hi, everyone. Today we launched Redfin Direct, our online tool for unrepresented buyers in Boston. So they're testing it in Boston to make an offer on a Redfin les- listing. In our public announcement, we were clear that we expect the vast majority of people buying a Redfin listing to use a buyer's agent. That makes sense to me mm-hmm. because... Right now, the majority of buyers are working with a buyer's agent, and they're looking at a number of homes. If one of them happens to be the Redfin listing, then then they're still going to be using their agent. They're not going to um, take that away from that buyer. So, oh, right. you're using an agent, you can use it, but right. you have the ability not to right. use one. Um, Which I feel like some buyers are really preferring to go directly to a listing agent anyway. So yeah. they're really just sort of. And so to their point, facilitating that. and it doesn't say exactly when they started it, but they've 
uh, to date, they've only sold five homes to Redfin direct buyers. So they're saying, hey, don't worry about it, guys. We've only sold five so far mm -hmm. this way. It's going to be a low percentage mm -hmm. of the market. But guys, everything adds up. Mm -hmm. Uber started with one car. It started in one city. You're so profound. I mean, it's just it's just obvious what's happening, guys. Like, yeah. it started in one city in San Francisco. Yeah. And then when they got scale and could prove the model, they went everywhere. They went global. Right. Like, okay, we're starting in Boston. Okay, Glenn, we've only done five. Glenn, listening to this dude speak at T3 and hearing his passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's been the CEO for 14 years, by the way, Redfin. They've never made a dime. Mm -hmm. They announced earnings last week, went down 15%, mm -hmm. went from 20 bucks to about 16, 17 bucks. But he's passionate about the end consumer. He is 100% passionate. Oh you, when you listen to Robert Refkin, the Compass CEO, <clears throat> talk about how the client to him is the agent and all he cares about is the agent and making the agent better, Glenn Kelman could not be more of the opposite. All he cares about is making it easier on the consumer. Right. And he was very, you know, black and white about this. All he cares about is lowering the cost for them to do transactions, mm -hmm. lowering the price of buying and selling mm -hmm. and, and giving them what they want. Starts with five, then 50, then other markets. Absolutely. You well, will be able to buy homes with a, a click of a button. Of course. Well, I mean, you can do that already. I mean, and like even just like like foreclosed properties. I mean, people have been able to access homes directly for a while now. They're just obviously doing it on a larger platform. And why not? I mean, I I mean, I pay my hairdresser on Venmo. Here's part of his letter. You know? The only way to protect our agent's future is to put our customers first. Mm -hmm. They want the Redfin Direct to succeed because it benefits everybody, they say. The only way Redfin can honor our commitment to our agent's future is by giving you the best product to sell to customers. Um, listen, we know how much Redfin agents make. We know we've gone over the reviews. It's not good. Their incomes aren't good. Their service isn't good. According to the reviews, hundreds right. of reviews, we've gone over this in a past real word. But the Redfin CEO, Glenn Coleman, he doesn't care. All he cares about is saving the end consumer money, and he better start caring about his shareholders if he doesn't want to experience another quarter like he just did in quarter two here of uh Well, but he was still popular enough to be top seven, so. Well, because they're- something, right? Well, because Redfin is a beast. Right. Yeah, they're an absolute, they're, they're a giant right now. So, all right, what do you think, though? Uh Is this a racket? I mean, it's not a racket to me because it's no, just gonna keep happening. it's not a racket. It's not a racket at all. So getting rid of buyer's agents. We've talked a little <laughs> bit about this and, and there's Redfin stock I mean, going that's down. That's not really exactly what, but yes. That's not not you know. getting rid of buyer's agents. No, but, but easy. That's the, that's the clickbait that's, headline. That's the, that's the gist. All right. Racket number gist. two. There's a startup. Yeah. It's called Home Leaseback. No, it's called No, it's easy a Home Knock. Leaseback startup. It's called Easy Knock. They just raised $215 million. Everybody's raising money. What they do is they will let homeowners cash out of their equity and rent back their house mm -hmm. for one and a half years while they're searching for a new one. Mm -hmm. Like, why does this make a lot of sense? You work with buyers all the time that have to do that yes. sell and buy scenario. That's difficult. Well, it's absolutely. I mean, it, it actually is. It's I mean, it's the fees are large, as you can imagine. I think that 
um, it ends up being almost nine percent because they're actually trading the house. Like the house is is going. Easy Knock is buying it. Oh, from on this them. thing. Yeah. Uh, their fees. So Easy Knock homeowners will pay anywhere from three point five to nine point five percent of their home's mm -hmm. value for the cost of selling and leasing back. Mm -hmm. That difference mm -hmm. of five to six percent mm -hmm. is basically do you have an agent or right. not? So lease back prefers, by the way, for you not to have an agent. Well, right, because they don't have to. I mean, because because well, but but they're going to pay your agent is what they're saying. They'll pay the agent. They will. Yes. But here's the thing: all of this starts somewhere. Hey, we'll pay your agent now till we get enough people used to selling us their home and not using an agent till we don't have to anymore. Right. But but they actually get the house then back. The it's very it's a there's a lot of deed swapping there because at the end they are able to sell the house and then potentially make all their money back minus the costs from their equity. I mean, you definitely need equity. You need equity in your house, which I think that's going to probably be the biggest hiccup because you will need some sort of equity for them to buy the house. Um, it does. This is an Inman article. We'll link it up a, yeah. as we always do. It doesn't it's, say it's, how much equity you need, but I agree with you. It's. I mean, again, to give 10%, I mean, just on a $300,000 house, you're already paying almost $30,000 oh, in is. fees. 70% upfront equity cash out yeah i mean who has that no, there's people out there that right? i guess where it helps is those people that are probably um downsizing moving south or they don't really know where they want to go quite yet because they're just moving to a new new you know like they're going to be like kind of floaters i wonder who who predicts then like the mortgage is your mortgage payment i mean the rent is your rent the same as the mortgage i wonder how that all works anyway regardless i think that it's a very smart idea there are a lot i mean people do bridge yep. loans for this this is a definitely a much easier way to sort of get out of your house and not feel rushed to find something because i get that all the time nicole i don't want to list my house yet because like i haven't found a house and then they find the house and like their house isn't ready to be put on the market and then they lose the house so it's it's he, it's quite an interesting here's what's happening from the top of of the show here when we talked about t3 to what's happening with redfin to what's happening here all of the little intricacies of real estate are starting to be figured out now right so when you had this situation in the past and maybe you had Uncle Jimmy floats you some money in between. They're getting rid of Uncle Jimmy, these big tech companies. They're mm -hmm. getting rid of the investor that puts signs on the telephone pole. We buy houses for cash. Mm -hmm. All of these little local players that were either friends helping people out or you know a, a, a little tiny company without a brand are the low-hanging fruit for them mm -hmm. to wipe out right. and replace it with technology. Mm -hmm. And it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, Gary Keller made a great example. He's like, anybody right now that has started to use online banking, you know, you deposit your checks on your phone, you're, you can transfer money, all this kind of stuff that you do, like I do on my Bank of America app, right? All that kind of stuff. If one, you know, the competing bank, let's say Wells Fargo said to me, hey, why don't you come over here, but we need you to come into our branch and we're going to have like donuts and we're going to have like nobody's going into a branch off of any type of value that they can provide when they have the mobile home app. And as this stuff starts to scale in real estate, nobody's going to use the old local approach that was romantic seven, 15 years ago because somebody's telling them they should or that's the way it's always been. If it's easier for them to do it here on the mobile device, mm -hmm. they're going to do it there. Mm -hmm.
So that's what's happening. Yeah, it's fun. None of it's a racket on this no, episode of 71. I feel like so many things happened in the last two weeks while we were away. That's right. But all is good and fun. Yeah. We're going to be back here, back on schedule here next week. We're, we're, you're not going anywhere? I'm not going anywhere. Right. No. Are you going anywhere? Oh, no. you are. You were thinking about, you said you were going to Naples. Actually, no. Next week, I'm, I am not here. No, hmm. I just thought about it. <laughs> I'm at the Tom Ferry uh, Vancouver event. So really? we will do something Friday. You don't or like we'll, it here, huh? I don't like it in Vancouver. Tom, if you're listening, not a fan of the out-of-country oh, experience. We just, maybe we just do one Friday evening. We keep saying we're yeah, going to do another we can do evening that. podcast. We are committed to anyway. episode 72 coming yes. out next week. We appreciate all of you, you guys here that watched to the end of episode 71. Please... <laughs> Drop us a comment below on any of the three topics, anything you'd like us to talk about in the future. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. Hmm. Sounds right. pitchy to me. Yeah, a little pitchy. Super pitchy. Just do it. All right. Keep it real, guys. Thank Bye. you.